Welcome to Inspire Church's podcast. We're excited you're listening. Our hope is to inspire you to grow in God's Word, to grow more in love with Christ, and to go be a light wherever you are. To find more teachings or donate to the ministry, visit us at inspirechurches.com. Good morning, Inspire family. My name is Pastor Roger, one of the pastors here at Inspire. And I'm super excited today because I am with my best friend, the love of my life. Keep it coming. My beautiful wife, gorgeous. Other adjectives? Uh, caring. There it is. Nice. Thoughtful. <laughs> yes. Funny, witty, smart. Okay. All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> super glad that you are here with us, with me, with all of us right. today. Yeah, my name is Becca. You forgot that one. Yes. But, but I, I think we know by now. It's all good. No, I'm excited. How did this happen? I know, I know. So we've done this a few times, and I was trying to think the first time we did it, I think it was at a marriage seminar conference or whatever, but we had only been married for like two, maybe three years. Yeah, so that made us right? super qualified to give all that marriage advice, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, two years right. in. And it has been like 12 years now. Mm-hmm. We're making Ooh, it, we're grinding it, yes, we're surviving, thriving. Yes. And, you know, I was thinking, I hope the marriage thing that we did when we were first first married, I hope that's locked away in the vault oh, right. for not yeah. to come out again, right? Yeah, for but sure. Good times, for sure. good Love times. It. So glad to be here. Well, this is our fifth segment for our In and Out mm-hmm. series, and uh, super excited about it. I think by now, uh, especially for those that have gone through the book clubs with us, yeah. um, our sort of emotional maturity or immaturity level is definitely in like all exposure mode by now. Oh, for I sure. Think. And you don't have to put it in the chat. Don't confess to it or anything, but like shout out, we have some emotional infants. Maybe you're an adolescent right, right. or maybe you're that full grown <laughs> adult. Props to you. I'm not there yet, but we're making it right. Yeah, for sure. And we're continuing the journey this week. It has been an incredible um, four weeks so far up yeah. to this point. Um, and what God has been doing um, in our church through individuals, through through even you and I, oh, our sure. lives have been changed from this series, yeah. challenged in, in just crazy ways. So super excited to get going on uh, this segment and this principle. Um, but before we jump into that, um, we are surrounded by some pictures here of a bunch of people. Who are they? Yeah, some beautiful <laughs> people. We have a lot of people around here. Well, what we did was we asked some of our Inspire family to share mm. with us some pictures, and we're borrowing these pictures. And um, these are actually some loved ones that have already passed on. We do have, you know, we have Michelle's family, Brittany's family. You see Kat's mom back there. You know, Marie's mom. We have the Melchors representing over here. The Gonzalez family. Mm, you know, we yes. have your grandparents. Right. My grandparents. My brother-in-law, who's more yes. like a brother to me than I anything. I yeah, my mom. Can we just really talk about that so, for a minute? I know. This right. isn't Why? Roger in the frame. Oh, I, right. I, it's so crazy to me how much Roger looks like his dad. Yeah. That is not Roger. That his is his dad, John, and that's Grandma Dorothy. And we have mm-hmm. my great grandmother mm-hmm. uh, right up here. Um, in fact, for both of us, um, we have experienced a lot of loss in our life, yeah. uh, which is why it seems somewhat fitting to talk about today's principle. So yeah. what is today's principle? Yeah, principle five, embracing grief and loss. But mm. before we hop onto that, can I just say thank you to the Lord for the legacy that we have in our family today? I'm honoring your grandma. I have 
her her necklace that yes. she actually left. I have Ooh, my, I see that bling girl. my grandma's Bible. There it is. And you actually have. I have my grandma's Bible as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I try not to move my grandma's stuff too much here in her Bible. And just recent, like when I opened it initially, I found out that she actually reads in Spanish. So that was a little bit of a shocker to me. I thought, I'm like, how did I not know that? But even going through it, she has like letters to missionaries in here from the 80s. And this this gem, I will not name which sister this is. I don't know if you can get a close up on that. This is my sister. I know who that yeah, is. Yeah, this is my sister in the 10th grade. It says she's Ooh, 15 and a half that here. That 90s do. You like Go that? Ahead. Yes. I, you know, they say the bigger the hair, the closer to God. So my oh, sister okay. is very close with Jesus All here. Right. There it is. Go but, ahead. you know, this is special to me that I get to honor my grandma and see, you know, just see the stuff that she has in her Bible and whatnot. And you know, remember her in that way. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So let's get into this principle, embracing uh, grief and loss. Yeah, embracing grief and loss. You know, and as we hop right into our book, Pete Scazzaro says this, in emotionally healthy churches, people embrace grief as a way to become more like God. Yeah, that's wow. our goal, right? We want to be more like God. And, you know, I'm aware that this is probably a startling statement. You know, when you first hear that, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, what's what's going on? But before we unpack it and, and start to just kind of, you know, pick it apart, I want to first address the first issue and what happens often when this topic gets brought up, okay? There's so a, you mean like when people start hearing loss or yep. grief, mm-hmm. what tends to happen? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm thank following you, you. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all good. So there's there's these thoughts, right? Oh, right. embracing grief, grief and loss. Oh, that's good for somebody, good for somebody that I know, you know? Uh, there's yeah. also that second thought, maybe somebody out there is going into autopilot mode because you're like thinking, well, I don't have anything to grieve over, mm. you know? I can't pinpoint any loss in my life right now. And then finally, there's probably that person, and I'm not saying this is everybody's thought, but there's that person who's lost someone Mm -hmm. and they've mourned them and they're like, well, I've already grieved. What else is there, right? Right, yeah. So I think what's important before we dive in, Mm -hmm. because people kind of have those thoughts, is to define what we mean by loss. That's good. And and, uh, this is huge because actually, when I first evaluated myself on this principle, I actually scored higher than I thought I would. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is great. But then after I read through the principle and I understood the definition of loss, I went back and re-evaluated myself. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and it was totally in different con- context. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, man, I actually scored pretty low here. I share that with you. I scored really low on this. This is one of my lowest ones as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we need to understand, you know, what what, is, what does it mean to have loss in one's life, mm-hmm. right? Um, because this is actually one of the most dynamic parts, I think, of the chapter. Because when I hear embracing grief and loss when I put those two thoughts together mm-hmm. I immediately think of the loss of loved ones so I think of my dad mm-hmm. my mom uh, my grandparents yeah. my great-grandmother who were all intricate in raising me yeah. um, and my mom didn't raise me until uh, old when I was much older you and I had already started dating when okay. she got back into my life mm-hmm. um, and so but they've all passed away and mm-hmm. so I begin to immediately go there and I and I automatically put it in that category but actually what's interesting about this principle is as you're going through and you recognize there's more to loss than you think it is, it sort of blows 
blows those categories out of the water, don't you think? No, I totally agree. Yeah. I think there's actually two categories when you really think of it. Okay. There's that that first category that people think that their loss is insignificant, maybe it's silly, unimportant, and they don't even want to mention it, right? Mm, yeah, and so good. there's that other group of people, though, that think their loss is so significant, so important, and in fact, they're the ones that make that first group of people feel the way that they do. Wouldn't yeah. you say so? Yeah, I could say, I, mm-hmm. I could see how that goes in the sense of like, um, you know, that somebody could hear about somebody else's loss and they might think, so So, for instance, maybe uh, they, they broke up with their boyfriend or their girlfriend right. and somebody who has had a child die or somebody mm-hmm. who has had, uh, went through a divorce, they may look at a boyfriend or girlfriend break up and be like, oh, that's all you went through? Oh, get over it. Um, right? Mm-hmm. Because they, they, they internalize their loss to be more significant. And then I could hear, I could see how other people might hear of like uh, big tragedies that someone goes through and they think, well, wait a minute, I've never been through that. So I'm not even going to share mine at all. And both groups losses are of equal importance because there's that obvious in the face. Like you mentioned, I lost a loved one or I had a miscarriage. We have actually have baby Rosie right here represented in in that frame. It's so beautiful. So those are like right in your face types of losses, but there's also those losses that, you're like not as aware of that have Mm. as much of an impact on you and so I just want to reference the book again and Scazzaro goes on to say and I love this loss is loss it is the norm of life not the exception right not the exception means like we're all going to experience some loss right yeah so when you hear that Roger what types of losses could you think that? Right. So I, I really would love people to maybe lean in a little bit because that you're probably thinking there might be some of you thinking right. like, oh, man, I don't know that I've experienced loss to that degree. Right. But I want you to, to understand the the, the the various types of loss that we tend to not mm-hmm. think about. Um, like maybe you didn't have a chance to finish college mm-hmm. because of certain circumstances or um, you lost a job um, or you had to move mm-hmm. or you had to change churches mm-hmm. or maybe the dreams and plans you had for your life didn't work out, right? We'll talk about that um, Relationships, so mm-hmm. breakups. Um, kids growing up, you, you are now empty nesters. That's a loss, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, here's a big one, loss of health, mm-hmm. loss of age, right? Um, maybe you've experienced a pastor resigning or right. even a church split, right? Mm-hmm. Or you didn't get the promotion that you that you thought that you would be able to get and that you deserve. Like these are all in there and there's you know, we can go on lots a myriad of relevance. Of, oh, right. You know, of course. Like go on and on. Oh, so and then in this season, oh, right, that we're for in sure. for COVID. We're here in this season. Can we like big elephant in the room, yeah. right? Yeah. Shelter and praise in place. We're in the season of yeah. loss. We are you not. You said shelter and praise. That's praise. actually pretty good. Oh, yes. Give praise me a t-shirt. Him. Come on. Hey. Glory. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're Jericho right. March. Maybe, Lord, thank you for that word. <laughs> no, but shelter and place. And we're in that season of loss, right? Yeah. Where we're not doing the same thing that we did, you know, in February and being yeah. all out and about. We're doing things totally different. And we are grieving during the season if we haven't, if we haven't yeah, yet. Yeah, so well, some mm-hmm. of us are, but that's yeah. just that I don't, I don't know yet. And in fact, I think that's an exercise, point. yeah, mm-hmm. I think an exercise um, that is actually helpful to, uh, for everyone to start maybe using to try to identify mm-hmm. is by sort of filling in the blank, I right? So I'm going to, I'm going to say some sentences and, and I want you out there who are watching or listening to sort of fill in the blank to these. So right. he, here's the first one, right? I'm not as blank as I once was. Okay. I'm not as blank as I once was. What do you think, babe? What would you what would you put there? So yeah, we're getting vulnerable and driving right <laughs> in, right? right? Okay, thanks Go for ahead. putting me on the spot. Okay. I am 
I'm not as, I would say, joyful as mm. I once was. And okay. let, me, let me break okay. this down because you know, people see me. I'm a, I'm a happy person. I'm joyful. Um, but I think that I've lost moments, um, mm. you know, in my life because um, I've been too caught up in trying to get things right and not seeing the joy, making sure my kids are good and da-da-da-da-da. And you tell me this, is like, hey, mm. yeah, you see the roses, but stop and smell them for a minute, you know? Right, it's one thing. Yeah. So I think um, in order for me to mourn and grieve that, I've had to recognize that, yeah, I, I did have a, I had mm. a loss of moments. Right. And now I'm going to go through and I'm going to appreciate everything and do it with joy. Yeah. Do it with joy. Yeah. So I'm working on that. Right, Thank right. You. Yep, still working. That's okay. We are, we are work in progress over here. Yeah. Um, how about this one? I didn't receive much blank when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. That's good. Or how about this? I miss blank. In fact, I get this a lot from from new from uh, couples that have just been married, especially the husband. Um, okay, husbands, this is for you. Take some <laughs> notes right now. Right. There's actually there's actually some husbands, some some men out there who they get married and actually um, a few days into their marriage, they actually kind of go through depression did that because the, it didn't. But I know a lot of people <laughs> that did. Yeah, it's okay. And, right. And but it's because it's because they they don't you know they they miss going and hanging with the guys or or whatever the situation mm -hmm. is, right? Their life has now changed um, and they haven't processed that. Um, how about this? Uh, something I wish I had done, but it's but is impossible now is blank, mm. right? We I talked about this. Yeah, I think for me, um, I think about um, how I wish when we first were married that we actually spent more time just you and I in our lives because mm -hmm. um, my mom actually, for those of you who don't know, had gotten sick and so she came to live with us right? and we were like barely married. Like we were, yeah, a few months married. Yeah, <laughs> and so all of a sudden now my mom's there and then after that and we got not pregnant. not a very giant house. Right, yeah, and yeah, then we, we got, got pregnant. Then we went to go live with your parents. Right, and, and so, we brought your mom along too. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. And then what happened? We got pregnant Again. Not again. Yeah. So really, the so really, we spent maybe two or three months just you and I mm -hmm. being married, and and so that was something that was a loss. How about this? Um, in my earlier days of the church, I loved how we used to blank. Right. So so these are all great ways to sort of start identifying losses in your life. And hopefully by now um, you have began to identify, oh, OK, maybe I actually had more losses in my life than I thought I did. Like even us, as we started to go through this and now that we've gone in our weeks of, you know, doing the book club and coming up to this embracing grief and loss, mm -hmm. we've actually had our business for nine years. And because yeah. of the season of shelter in place, we actually made that decision decision to close our business. Yeah. So this year we'll actually be closing our business and I'm right. I'm I'm grieving that. Yeah. I'm grieving yeah. that. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Um and I praise God for the years that he gave us. Um it was awesome. Yeah. Um but definitely a, a, a new season for us. And so um, you know, and anyway, it, and I think, you know, what's happened, at least for me, is mm -hmm. I had to go back and reevaluate um where I saw myself in this process because I definitely see things now that I for sure thought were insignificant, especially to grieve over. Mm -hmm. So anyway, 
you know, maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, because I'm on that other side with you. Mm. You know, I see you and, and how maybe you've grieved a little. And, and I thank you for being vulnerable in that. Um, but, you know, I think another reason, Roger, that why you didn't grieve in particular is because mm-hmm. you saw grieving as an interruption. Now catch this, okay? Yeah. You know, and and it, you thought maybe the sooner you got through it, um, the better you would be. You know, right. you, it was a distraction in your life and you didn't want that distraction. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just want to say like, I, I think that I felt like I want, like, it was hindering me from being productive. Oh, and yeah. so the sooner I could get over it, the more no. productive I would be, mm-hmm. um, for sure. And I yeah. think a lot of people can probably relate to that, right? Yeah. And to see that as a, you know, I want to be productive. I want to get over this, right? And instead, like, I want to encourage you with a grief and loss, instead of it being something to jump over, it needs to be something that you walk through okay mm, you'll good. have to walk through it yeah. and 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 I saw it Roger because you even valued this in others but you know in your life you saw it as a distraction and yeah that's true I would tell know? other people grieve take your time but, uh, but I wouldn't yeah, practice that <laughs> I was I was actually hypocritical right yeah. I was a hypocrite because I didn't I didn't do that in my own life yeah but I it's okay yeah. We're growing, just like you said, right. we're a work in progress. But here, the, what the book says is actually really good, and I want to just point this out. Um, grieving is not an interruption, but it's actually an invitation. Right. An invitation. You want to talk about what that invitation is? Actually, this is very germane mm-hmm. to everything that we are discussing, discussing because um, if you see it as an interruption and not an invitation, um, it will completely change how you experience life um, uh, and, and God. Because what is it inviting us to? Well, it's inviting us to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at Mary um, and Martha right. in John, uh, in the book of John, what, what happens is Lazarus has died, which is like Jesus's you know, best friend and right. And so his sisters, you know, write to Jesus saying, you know, uh, come quickly. Lazarus, you know, is sick. Jesus doesn't come quickly. Jesus allows him to die. Then Jesus shows up late for the funeral. Right. So he's like, right. So he's like three (laughs) days late. Um, yeah, not just an hour, three days. (laughs) Right. Right. And so, and then what's interesting is, so then Martha goes to Jesus and has a discussion, discussion with him. And then Mary goes. And so I actually want to read John chapter 11, verse 32. This is what it says. It says, when Mary reached the place where Jesus uh, was and saw him, she fell at his feast and said, Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And check this out. Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Jesus wept. So Jesus did not look at Mary and say, what are you doing? Get over it. You know, don't cry. It's like you're being too emotional. Right. Get over yourself. Right. He didn't say, I'm about to raise him from the dead. You're fine. Yeah. You know, dry your tears. He didn't do that. He didn't even come and say, listen, there's no reason to cry. I'm about to, I'm about to raise your brother right now. Right. right? right. Um, and, and this is so interesting. We live in a culture that celebrates power that that celebrates mm-hmm. strength and right. advancement right? right but but god comes very differently than that he he comes um in a way that we would deem our culture would deem it as weak mm-hmm. because he embodies humility right? right and so here's him not just 
um, not not just having empathy for 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 Mary crying, but he actually enters in to the grief as well, and he embraces grief him himself. So when loss comes, like the the various losses that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. when when loss comes, those are actually invitations to become more like Jesus. Mm, it's a gospel um, moment right there, right? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I think that for a lot of people, babe, um, their growth with Jesus Christ has been stunted because mm-hmm. they have not looked back and identified all these losses, things that they thought were were insignificant, and took the time to grieve them and process them with Jesus Christ. Well, that's yeah. good. That's good. And like I mentioned, maybe for those of you who I mentioned, maybe you were that autopilot mode, right? Maybe now you can kind of identify some of those losses that you've had in your life because we've we've identified the fact that we've experienced loss, right? Yeah. That's that's just a part of it. Right. But we need to answer the question: Why is it important? to grieve those losses, Mm. you know? And here's why, and I love it so much. Pete says this in his book, losses unattended to over time prevent us from entering into walking freely and honestly with God and others. My gosh, do that I, is do I need so to crazy say that again? That say that again. That I, I, I say that yes. to Pastor say Phil. It again. If I didn't say say that again, it would not be me. So I'm <laughs> going to read this one more time. Losses unattended to over time prevent us from entering into walking freely and honestly with God and others. Mm. And you know what? He brings it up in two ways in in which we are affected when we leave these losses unattended. Okay? The number yeah. one, how we're affected is our relationship and experience with God. That's right. the first one. Mm-hmm. Another one is our relationship and experience with others. Yeah. You know? So our experience and relationship with God and then our experience and relationship with others. So I want to unpack yeah. that a little bit. Yeah, let's do let's, that. Let's start with the relationships first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, I'll leave you to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you can apply this to any relationship, relationship with your boss, coworker, employee, employer, uh, your neighbor, mm-hmm. um, spouse, kids, whatever. But I, I do want to make this real personal okay. for a minute. Um, you know, I think that there it, when when i think about the ugly parts of our marriage in other words um when i think back on the times where i would speak sharply to you even even um hurt you with my words when i would um disrespect you with what would come out of my mouth um when i did that um as I as I connect as I'm connecting these dots, and you and I talked about this, yeah. the fact is is that it's because I I didn't actually take the time to grieve losses properly, right. um, and so we take it out on the people closest to us, right? right? We tend to do right, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, and and in times where I where I am, you know, not compassionate towards you it's it's because I have not even acknowledged my own pain Mm -hmm. um and so there's a great quote that says this to the to the degree that we grieve our losses Mm -hmm. is to the degree which we are compassionate and I definitely see that in my own life um and with not just with what society and culture and even in my own heart would deem 
you know, big losses uh, when I was 16, having to see my dad die right there in front of me. Um, uh, you know, my my grandparents, um, my great my great grandmother having to uh, having to experience their deaths. Um, Even and then, just recently, you lost a foster mom. Right, you and know? then recently, after my dad passed away, we went to foster care, and and um, my foster mom just a few months ago passed away, and so um, you know, I, and, and so I, I I'm speaking from things that in many ways are still very fresh. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Um, but I, I think I can speak for both of us to say that when when we've hurt each other, it's because some of that has stemmed from the fact that, man, we did not take these losses significant enough to process them and grieve them. Right. Don't get it yeah. twisted. There's been many a times where I've had a sharp tongue and I've put you down too. So we've had to, yeah, we've had to unpack that and process it together. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what is crazy um, is when you do allow, when you do begin to embrace grieving loss, it does impact the relationship you have with others and and others meaning even like how you love your neighbors oh, yeah. what what you do with your community mm-hmm. um when you begin to do this you have sort of a greater sensitivity to the marginalized right mm-hmm. we begin to be characterized by humility um we're less idolatrous because we are sort of stripped of all of these things that we think are non-essential in life, right. but, 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 but or that we think are essential, but are actually non-essential, right? Um, and, and we're able to sort of love our neighbors. Um, and also, I think what it does relationally is it really helps clear expectations, right? Mm. It gives us more realistic expectations, especially on our marriage. For sure. Right? Because, and and there's a lot of married people who uh, I've spoke to uh, throughout the years that have said this very same thing that I'm saying now, which is, you know, when we got married, um, we almost looked to each other as each other's heroes, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, you were looking for that missing piece that's there that was going to fix everything, right? Right. That puzzle that would now be complete and now you're my hero, I'm your hero and everything's fine. Right. right, we had, we had, I think, yeah, we we had expectations. Mm-hmm. I had expectations of what a wife would be. Mm-hmm. You had expectations of what a husband would be. Yeah. Right. You maybe you were expecting he Fabio. Likes to, he likes to use the example of Fabio. I don't know. This so dated. Y'all and know the, Fabio, right? The, it's that guy the, on the like all the those romance, romance novels. novels with long hair, right? And instead, you got Flabio. Praise <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Yes. We Come all got. On. We all got Come work through. to do, baby. Come through. We all got work to do. But the reality is, we had expectations, yeah. and then. Here's these expectations, but then, but then here's reality, right. and and what happens is the more the expectations and reality are are separated, mm-hmm. the more there's space for sort of silent frustration. So what had to happen was expectations had to change, and that's a loss. We, yeah, you know that that oft, oftentimes we don't identify. Well, we don't identify, and we have to come to that reality is that no one person checks off all your boxes. Yeah. You know, the right, expectations right. are different. And I'm glad that my expectation of a husband, like, I'm glad I didn't, like, you are far beyond those expectations. Oh, Things that okay. I didn't even realize that I needed to, yes. to help, like, shape me. And, you yeah. know, and I praise the Lord for that. Because, That's awesome. yeah, I needed that. And you know what? And as we were going through this and talking about embracing grief and loss mm. and even the expectations of how you grieve 
your losses. Like I find myself like trying to impose the way I grieve. Like I'm like, well, Roger, aren't you going to do this? You know, and for Mm. me, visiting a grave site, you know, a couple times a year or, you know, several times a year, that's that would help me, you know, go visit my grandma and and do that. And and that helped me mourn. And for you, you're not that person that didn't necessarily get you through. And I Mm. needed to realize that, too. And even when you and I probably suffered the biggest loss together when, you know, like we said, we we took care of your mom and then um, and then she passed on. You know, I had to realize that you grieve different than the way that I grieve. And I think that's important to remember that everyone grieves different, but we have to grieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think with my mom, it felt it felt different in some way because um, I, you know, so for those of you don't know, she was on life support and she wasn't getting any better. In fact, it was only life support that was actually keeping her body alive, but she had already, she had already. And so the doctor came in and, you know, I had to make the decision. I had to be the decision maker on whether to continue keeping her on life support or or not. And that was, um, that was really hard. Hard. Yeah, that was really hard. Was hard. So, and I think for yeah. me, as as a wife, I I learned that I needed to help you embrace grief in the way that that you could and see mm-hmm. Jesus through that instead of imposing, like Roger, you need to do this and right. you need to be the one crying like me and and do like that and and just you know helped you embrace grief in the way that you could. Right. And pointing yeah. to Jesus yeah. always, always, always. You know what? I've said this quote two times but right. I think it deserves a third one okay. because it is so good so powerful if you have not written it down this is the time I'm giving you three this is your third chance right yeah. so Pete says this losses unattended to over time prevent us from walking into prevent us from walking freely and honestly with God and others mm. you know and when I read that I think that um, grieving and having that loss allows us to see a side of God that we would not otherwise see. Yeah, that's right. Good. So I can explain good. that. Like, right, right, yeah. like in order for us to see Jesus as the light, we we have to be in darkness. Mm. You know. And I love this for I. And I want us to read this in Matthew chapter five, verse four. We're gonna go to the scriptures, mm. and Jesus says. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And the Bible says it is the Holy Spirit that comforts us. But but notice the way it says that we experience that comfort. It mm. says we experience this comfort through mourning and grieving. Catch that, folks. Through yeah. mourning and grieving. And, and I know I've witnessed this, and there's even been time for me, but I've seen that people who have been saved for years, years upon years upon years, mm. they have not experienced this depth of comfort from Jesus because they have not allowed themselves to process loss. Yeah, I think mm. that's so true. In fact, I think there are a lot of people who have not have not seen this side of God, have mm-hmm. not experienced this side of God for that very reason. Yeah. Because here's why. Grief, 
causes you, it forces you to go to your resources, Mm -hmm. whatever your resources are. So for a Christian, Mm -hmm. it forces us to go to our roots as Christians, right? Mm -hmm. And in other words, it makes you go to the gospel. It makes you look at what Jesus has done for us, um, which I think is so important. Um, and and, And what this allows us to do is to connect our experience to Christ's experience. And in fact, I'll even go as far, babe, as to say this, that um, for those who, for when people experience a loss, because it's not the question of if, it's it's when. When you experience a loss, if you have not grieved those losses properly, if you have not embraced mm-hmm. them and processed those properly, um, and, and you, you end up just saying spiritual things like, well, I'm just going to give it to God and forget about it. That mm-hmm. is, not only is that so unhealthy, Come on, but that's actually that. unbiblical mm-hmm. because that's not the way the gospel works because the gospel makes you um, both strong and weak. It yeah. makes you both sensitive, sensitive and strong, right? Through humility and through honesty. Paul says, when I am weak, I am strong. And I talked to you about this, right? Yeah. Because of all my old school Christians, it's a it's a song that I remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a song that I remember and it actually gets me through on my journey. It's a song and it says simple <laughs> ahead, words. Sing it. Sing I'm not going to sing it, uh, but it's okay. Maybe boom. for next time. Part right. two, 2.0. No, but the song says, if you see me on my knees, it's not because I'm weak. I'm right. getting stronger. Right. Ah, that totally speaks because it's not the Holy Spirit yes. that brings us comfort. He is comfort. Right. And so we need to go through that. I love that. When I am weak, I am strong. Right. And mm-hmm. it sounds like it's so paradoxical or or maybe even um, you know, what what's the word? It it, it, it like it's uh conflicting, yeah, you know, but the word. but the reality is, is is it's not because watch this when you embrace grief and loss, when you do that, it does change your experience with God. How you experience Jesus Christ completely changes because what what it does is it causes us to trust God more with his plans, mm-hmm. right? The way he does things. So what that means is we are now completely liberated from having to to impress others from having to um, make decisions and live our life on the approval of other people, right? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I ask any believer, not to cut you off, but if I ask any believer, probably this is if I ask them, hey, do you believe that God's plans and his dreams for your life are greater than anything that you can think of? Right. 100% of the time, they're going to say, oh yeah, God is great. His plans are greater. But why do we live like opposite of that like like our plans are greater yeah, yeah. our dreams are greater right so that's something that i think in principle a christian will be like amen we trust right. god we trust mm-hmm. his plans it, you know and as a principle we do but when it comes to practicing that out yes, our yep. actions completely say something else right mm-hmm. um and 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 the list goes on and on on all the ways that this really changes and transforms your Christian experience, mm-hmm. right? Think about yep. your Christian experience. It totally changes it. And and it really is in a way almost like when you look at Job's life. Mm. So, so when you read all of Job, Job is filled with questions and answers. Talk about he, somebody who lost. Right, right. He, yeah, <laughs> right. I was just going to say that. He just went, I mean, he has, he went through extreme losses, extreme, you know, um, tragedies, right? And so the book is filled with questions and answers and questions and answers and him and God dialing right. back and forth. But 
But what's fascinating is after you read the whole thing, what you realize is he actually never gets an answer for why he's going through something. So good. Right? Um, he, he never saw why he suffered, mm-hmm. but he saw God, and that was actually greater than right. seeing why. It's more than enough. Right. And, and, and so that is, you know, completely and utterly worth it. And I just want to say this, that this is, this has become, this, this is so important Mm -hmm. um, because oftentimes we don't take the time to think about, okay, wait a minute. I had to change my job or I had to move or um, my pastor resigned or um, my kids are growing up or, or, you know, I think it was just last week, Phil was talking, he was preaching from uh, speaking from a gym and he talked about how he started doing these exercises and he realized like, man, I can't, um, as an athlete, you know, I, I used to be able to do this and that. Now I'm getting older and I can't do everything that I used to do. I haven't experienced that right? yet, but yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you begin to identify these losses and begin to process them right. to God in a, in a gospel sort of centered, healthy way, um, it, it begins to liberate you more than you can imagine. And you begin to connect on things of why you're bitter or why so maybe you're defensive or why mm-hmm. you're insecure or why you talk sharply or how come sometimes why things you, trigger you, just, you? Right, mm-hmm. you just get triggered. This is yeah. so important. So, so important. And I love that yeah. you use that example of Job and how it was actually better that, that he just saw God through yeah. that and he knew who God was. You know, we've talked a lot. We, yeah. You know, and I get it and all that stuff. I do want to get to some practical things as well, because yeah. we've talked about the what, you know, right. and we've talked about the why. But now let's get to the how. Yeah, you I know, know. I know our time is running, you know, going. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with you. I want mm-hmm. I want everybody to be like, OK, I hear everything that you just said. Mm-hmm. And this is great. You got you know, I love what you guys are talking about. But how do I start that now. Right. What, what do I have to do in practical ways that I can begin now and tomorrow and the next day to begin to do this? And that's the question. Yeah. How do we grieve in a way that makes us more like Christ? Right. right? right. Let's, let's bring it back to the gospel here. Yeah. And, and we don't have time to go over these in depth, but I do want to reference, reference the three ways that we see in our book. Number one, what do we have there? Okay. So number one mm-hmm. is pay attention. Right. Number one, right. pay attention. Number yeah. two, uh, number two is patiently wait. Oh, this is a quiz, right? Yeah. Number three. <laughs> and number three is, I'm going to have to look. Oh, allow the old to birth the new. You knew it. Yes, knew I did it. know it. Good, good. So I was let's trying go. to do it by memory. Ah, it's okay. All right. It's okay. Next time. Love it. That's all good. So let's go over number one. <laughs> pay attention. So, but pay attention to what? We want to pay attention to what the Bible says about it. Right, always, right. always, always pay yeah. attention. Okay. You number know, two. And yeah. Number two, we want to patiently wait. Yeah. We, Unpack that just a little bit. What does that mean? We want to take time to just slow down. We don't want, we don't want to get all wrapped up in trying to get over it. We uh, need to yeah. make, take time. I said it before. Don't jump over it, but walk through yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. So, mm-hmm. so don't, don't try to rush through mm-hmm. the process. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So number one, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, patiently wait. And number three is allow the old to birth the new. Yeah. And I love this. Scazzaro says that biblical grieving is a great gift. 
it leads to life. Yeah. Yeah, to life and to, to new life. It, almost this abundant life that the Bible Beauty talks about. Beauty for ashes. Right. right Hello, for sure. let's yeah. go back to the Bible and pay attention to what the Bible <laughs> says. Yeah. Right? But, you know, we've talked a lot. We've gave those practical tips. Let's tie it off with that gospel bow, Roger. Yeah, yeah. As we conclude, you guys, um, I, I really would love for, um, for you to really see the gospel in what it is that that God is wanting to do through this message and in your life. And so let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting in verse 13. Mm-hmm. It says this, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Mm. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So I want us to look at that again. It says, I don't want you to be uninformed about those who have passed away. Right. And he says this, he says, he says, so that you do not grieve. But what he doesn't do is put a period there. Right. Yeah. He, he doesn't end there. He's not saying don't grieve. He says, don't grieve like the rest, rest of, of humanity. Mankind. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how do they grieve? Well, he says they grieve with no hope. Mm. So in other words, grieve. He wants us to grieve, but grieve with hope. Right. And so what's the hope? Well, he says, verse 14, the hope is that Jesus died and rose again. Right. And so and so the mistake that we make isn't just grieving, but how we grieve. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we grieve, the, the love and hope of God almost has to be rubbed in our grief. Right. Um, John, who wrote the book of Revelation, he was writing to a, a group of people, actually a group of churches who was going through really um, difficult situations and he wrote them and what he says is in order to give them not just hope but a living, living hope. hope yeah a living mm, hope right and if you understand that babe if if people if all of you guys out there if you guys could will, will grasp this um if you understand that when jesus raised from the dead when he was raised from the dead he was the first installment of something to come when, when we get that it not only enables us to face things that we wouldn't otherwise right. be able to face but but then we realize this that hope is not just an abstract idea right yeah. but it's a person it's living hope it's living hope living hope. And, yeah. and so um you know I think and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to end us in prayer, yeah. um, but I think this is this really makes the difference in not just that we process, but how we process and embracing grief and loss. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who either one have an, have you know they admit wow I I have. I definitely knew that I have experienced loss and I never grieved. I never embraced it. Or now there might be people who at the beginning of this message might be saying, I didn't really think I had anything to grieve over. And now I realize that, wow, there was actually some, some seasons and some situations and instances in our life 
that, we need to grieve. And he's calling us to grieve so that we can walk freely. Right. Yeah, walk right. freely. Yeah. And, and I love it because there's that that thread, Pete Scazzaro says, there's that thread to compassion. Yeah. And if we want to be able to love our neighbor, if we want right. to have healthy relationships, if we want to be an emotionally healthy church, right. we need to have that compassion. And we need to, that should be our prayer, to love like Jesus did, right? Yeah. And does. Yeah. Um, and really quick, I think about like, um, even when we moved here. Oh. So when we moved from San Jose to Union City, right? Um, you know, our daughters had a very difficult time transitioning, not because they don't love Union City right. or Inspire Church, but because in San Jose, that's where most of their memories have been formed. They, they were, they were, right. They were intricately yeah. part of the community there they had a lot of firsts there so moving here for them was difficult and and they had to process that um and there were many there, there were several nights where we would they'd be crying and we would have to come and cover them but what i realized was in my mind i thought until i read this book i i, I always identified it as they yeah. had to do right mm -hmm. they had the loss and they had to grieve it. it but the reality is wait a minute i never stopped to sort of recognize this move, you know? Okay. Um, and even though I know this is a God thing, I, I know that that uh, that we are here because God called us here. We love it. We're having the time of our lives. You allowed the old to birth the new. I allowed the old <laughs> to birth the new, right? And so it's it's nothing like that. It's just that these are transitional moments that we need to process with God. No, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I think that's what we're learning as parents that um, we need, it's okay to have these emotions. And right. I'm so thankful for Inspire Church, yeah. for our pastors, yes. and to even say like, hey, we're gonna walk through this book, we're gonna have book clubs, we're gonna dig in, oh, have these raw conversations. Pastor Phil and Jamila have been it's so incredible and yeah. I praise God for the vision that, that God has given them and that they have just been obedient to sure. and sacrificial to but they have definitely led the way in being a catalyst for for challenging even themselves but us the, the whole church staff everyone included on getting just healthy emotionally healthy yeah. Right. And I wanted to jump there to say that even as parents, we are learning how to let our children know that it's okay to have these emotions. Yeah. Now it's how do we manage it and how do we use what God has equipped us with to walk through those emotions, process right. those emotions. And it's just, it's, it's really good stuff. I yeah. always, I always tell Olivia, I'm like, don't be 25 like me trying to figure out how to not, you know, like your anger when you're angry, you like right now, let's figure this out and let's, right. you know, and let's start to go through that and have healthy ways. But all right, babe. Well, I love you. Yes. I know. Um, this is exciting. Like, when do we get great. to do this again? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this is awesome. Why don't you close us out in prayer? Definitely. Um, and then we'll go from there. Definitely. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just love you so much. I thank you for this time where we can just come before you and lay down our burdens, where we can even just talk about this subject about grief and loss and and really see the gospel really mm. see that thread of compassion and how you are drawing us to your side to see that even you gave the example of grief in in your word lord god thank lord god you. i thank you i thank you because i know that 
that your word is relevant, it is true. And I pray for those right now that are needing that comfort. Maybe they're going through this season of extreme loss. They're they're trying to process grief. Lord God, send them your Holy Spirit right now, Lord God. Surround mm. them around around people, a community that mm. would would edify and lift them up and always point to the gospel, Lord God. I thank you that we don't have to try to figure out how to do things, that I thank you that you are our answer, you are our comfort, and you, Lord God, love us so very much. I thank you for this time that I even got to share with my husband. Lord God, I just pray that as as we leave this time today, that we would remember the principle today, remember what you've taught us, and just keep it in our hearts and apply it, Lord. To even share it with somebody else. I love you so much and I thank you for your word. And thank Jesus you for name. your love. In Jesus' name yes. I pray. Amen. I will go love on forever. Amen. <laughs> amen. Bye. And amen. <laughs> thank you for joining us for this week's Inspire Churches podcast. Don't forget to share or subscribe to join us every Sunday. You can keep up with Inspire Churches through Instagram at Inspire Churches or on Facebook at facebook.com slash inspirechurches. To support the ministry, you can click on the link in the description or visit us at inspirechurches.com for more information.